Hello everybody, Dr. F. Scott Field here, and I'd like to introduce you to our newest sponsor. The NPTE Final Frontier is the review course that I wish was around when I took the board exam. For those of you who know my story, it took me a handful of times to pass that exam, and quite frankly, I really wish I had an, an, an exam review course around, uh, just like the NPTE Final Frontier. Uh, check out their website, NPTEFF.com. And use the code HET at checkout for 10% off to all of our listeners and fans. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Teach Me Something Tuesday episode of the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. F. Scott Field, and today is going to be a great topic for both professors and students, and it's all about active learning. When we started moving toward a flipped classroom model, uh, where students were expected to do the reading and, and be prepared and then come to class, we kind of started thinking of ways that it would impact our teaching. And it used to be there was a lot of sage on a stage stuff, right? Where the professor would sit at the front of the room at a lectern uh, or a podium and just profess, right? And just talk and talk and talk and talk and give information and go over uh, their PowerPoint slides or whatever it may be, right? And that may still happen. Uh, and there may still be some times where that's necessary, but really we want to try to move toward active learning and active learning is just simply paying attention to relevant information, organizing it into coherent mental representations, and then integrating those representations with other knowledge. And the best way that I've found to both learn actively and to teach towards active learning uh, was something that I used to do in my old English classes, and it was through discussion. Discussion is a great way to facilitate active learning because there's a ton of techniques involved with it uh, that really benefit learners. And some of those techniques and, and some of those benefits were, were things like discussion helped me personally to learn to think in depth about the subject matter by allowing me to kind of practice thinking. Uh, I didn't realize how important active thinking is. And now that I'm on the other side of things as a professor, I try to take at least 30 minutes to an hour a day and just let my brain rest and, and try to actively think. Um, let it come up with ideas. Let it breathe. Let it, let it do its thing and let it just kind of brainstorm, so to speak. Uh, and when I'm in discussions, I, I kind of feel like it allows me to do that because other people are talking and giving their ideas, and I'm trying to take that in and synthesize, huh, that's an interesting one. I was thinking this, or I also thought that, you know? Uh, so discussion kind of helped with that. Uh, another benefit that I found in discussion was it generally helped me to learn how to evaluate the logic, uh, logic and evidence behind either my position or uh, somebody else's position as well, right? We always try, especially in physical therapy and, and healthcare, we try to come from a place of evidence-based practice, right? Or evidence-informed practice. By having discussion and hearing the studies that are out there and hearing, you know, what people read and re referring back to the studies that we had to read, it allowed me to kind of, to build a case behind what the studies are showing and why we should use some of these techniques or not use some of these techniques, right? Um, so it really helped me to, to kind of evaluate and utilize logic when it came to evidence-based practice. One of the other pros was that it gave me opportunities to formulate uh, applications of principles, right? So 
well, we may do upper extremity exercises or something like that, right? To strengthen a uh, shoulder muscles or, or arm muscles. What if we take things back even further and look at the 30,000 foot view and think, okay, yeah, there may be weak rotator cuff muscles and we have to strengthen those to get the arm stronger and, and maybe lift it into flexion up overhead. But why? Right. Well, people need to lift things up overhead because that's an activity of daily living, right? It goes back to reaching up on top shelves to put plates away or reaching up to a, a top shelf to grab a book, lifting um, a laundry basket above the waist uh, to dump it into the uh, washing machine, whatever, right? These are literally just activities of daily living. And that's the bigger principle that we have to look at with how a rotator cuff strain could, you know, possibly cause some issues uh, for, for a patient, right? It's not just like, yeah, weak muscles got to strengthen. I mean, yeah, that's, that's part of it, but, but the bigger picture is why, right? And so we get to apply a lot of those principles uh, to our thoughts and, and we can talk about that through discussion, right? And really kind of go back further and further and further up the chain to figure out why it matters. Discussion also gave me opportunities to kind of develop these motivations for further learning, right? Inevitably, at the end of every class, there was always something I wrote down or something somebody said or something the professor said, or an idea or a thought that really got me excited about going back and re-looking at some things or rereading a section or coming up with some alternative view on things that I never thought about. And I was like, huh, I must have missed that. Or maybe, maybe there is something to that. I need to go in and dive further on that, you know? Uh, so it, it really did motivate me. Uh, every class I left with something that, that got me excited about either reviewing and rereading or, you know, what's to come and what, what could be coming up in the next class. It also helped me to articulate what I learned, you know, uh, out loud. I, that, that's a big thing. When you can kind of formulate your ideas and your thoughts either down on paper or in your mind, that's great. But when you can clearly articulate them, now you become that, that person that can kind of help clear things up for other people as well, right? And, and again, if you can teach somebody something, that's kind of starting to get toward that true sign of mastery that we talk about. It also helped give me prompt feedback on whether I understood something or I didn't understand something, right? If, you know, I, I had an answer and the, the teacher or professor was like, yeah, that's right. You're right on. I think that's great. You know, we get good, positive feedback. It could also be like, mm, maybe, but I don't know that that's where they were going with that. You know, I, I don't know that that's exactly, you know, what was going on there. So, so it's an opportunity for good feedback. And, and again, Good teachers and good professors will create that learning environment that allows for discussion to be non-judgmental and a safe place, right? It's, it's a place to learn and make mistakes because even if you make a mistake or you give a wrong answer, nobody, nobody's going to call you out and say, oh, no, that's wrong, dummy. Like, you don't know what you're talking about, right? So you have to foster that creative space, that safe place to learn and talk about things. Uh, and, and again, a, a good discussion will allow for that. Even if there is a wrong answer, something they can dive into the why and give quick feedback as to why that may not be right. Uh, and then last but not least, discussion generally allows you to take advantage of the impact of social interaction and all that has on learning and behavior, right? And especially after COVID, I feel like we need more and more of that these days, right? Social interaction, Again, just, just seeing people, meeting people, interacting, seeing their faces, seeing their facial expressions, right? Seeing their body language, just all of those things that, that we can't do maybe through a Zoom meeting or through, you know, a lecture where we're all just sitting there facing the professor and the professor's talking to us. 
we can get around us in a circle and just sit there and talk and have a good discussion. I just feel like a lot more learning can occur that way and, and more precisely active learning, right? It's not just sitting there and trying to take it all in like a sponge. You're sitting there and you're learning by having discussion and teaching back and forth. So think about that when you not only sit there and try to learn things, but when you teach things as well. Mastery comes when you can teach something, uh, you know, effectively. So uh, let's say you sit in on a lecture, you have a decent talk, everything goes well, you get the ideas. It's good to then take that stuff and then run with it with your classmates too and have discussions, sit around, you know, uh, drinking a coffee or a beer or whatever, and just sitting around a round table and having a good talk about things because talking it out really does lead to uh, a lot of good, positive outcomes with active learning. So I hope that was uh, helpful for you. And uh, again, as a teacher or professor, make sure that you're creating that safe space during discussions so that people can, uh, you know, give their thoughts and ideas and not feel judged or shy or not want to talk because of that. We really want to foster a safe place to have discussion because discussion will help uh, with both teaching and learning uh, and, and active learning. So hope that was helpful. And like I said, we'll see you guys next time.